Hello and welcome to the new episode of the League One Lowdown podcast, a weekly discussion of the big news and hot topics coming from the third tier of English football. As ever, I'm joined by my co-host Matt Arles. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, not too bad, Joe. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, good. And of course, I'm joined by Alex Brum. How are you doing, Brum, mate? Um, yeah, I'm alright, thanks. I'm just born into death in the studio, but I suppose we've just got to take on the chin and go on. Well, I'm in a lovely air-conditioned uh, room at Fabs, uh, a consolation to you. Well, let's right get let's get right into the discussion. Um, obviously, um, this is the day after Luton and Barnsley secured pro- promotion from League One to the Championship. Um, uh, Portsmouth, of course, lost three two at home to Peterborough, which meant that Luton and Barnsley can't can't be caught in the top two. Um, bro, I'm going to come to you first. Um, mm. Do you think the best two teams in the division this season are getting promoted in Luton and Barnsley? Um. I think Luton, by far and away, and I mean by far and away, the best team in the league, I think it's sort of an injustice to them if they don't go on to secure the title on the final day. Because they were one point, I think it was sort of seven points clear at one point, maybe Barnes had a game in hand, I'm not sure. But they, um, f- since they've, um, about October, they started to really find their feet. They've been untouchable in this league, winning near enough every week. There's 28 game and beating record. And I, I just don't see how anyone can possibly try and suggest that they don't deserve to go up. But... I mean, Bar- Barnsley are, are a good side. I, th- I think I've been impressed with them when I've seen them play. I think Stendhal's um, pl- started to play an attractive um, football with them. They've had to deal with an injury to their top scorer and best player in January, which, was it January, early February, when Keith Moore got injured? Jan- yeah, it was about that time, You're losing your best player. You, you think to most clubs that would be a massive blow for their promotion push. But Barnsley managed just to keep picking up results. Cordy Woodrow stepped up and started to... Score more goals. I think he looks starting to look like a good signing now. And but if I, I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd, I'm not sure if they um are better than Portsmouth. I really like Portsmouth this year. I think they um got a versatile squad. I like I like Kenny Jacket. He's a good good manager for this level, and he usually gets his teams um particularly he knows what to do to get teams over the line promotion in League One with Millwall and Wolves before. And um, um maybe after they if they didn't have their blip in February, maybe Portsmouth would have gone to get that um, second spot but the table doesn't lie I suppose and Barnsley and Luton have been the most two consistent teams so I think you probably do have to agree with it but then you, you could argue if four teams finish with 90 points which Sunderland, Portsmouth and um, Luton and Barnsley all could do you, if you say that all four of those teams would be unlucky to miss out if you get 90 points usually you, you, you're pretty confident you're going to get promoted well, Barnsley and Luton are on 90 yeah, aren't they? I think they're on 91, 91. Yeah, and then put it Sunderland and um, Ports have win their last game, then they'll be on 90 as well. And I think you've going to be, you've got to consider yourself very lucky to get to 90 points and not get promoted. Mm. But it shows the level which um, Luton and Barnsley have reached. They've been better than that, and you probably can't really, you can't really argue that the table doesn't lie. Mm. What do you make of that, Matt? Obviously, there's been, Brian mentioned, there's been a few teams in the race. Obviously, Portsmouth, Sunderland, Charlton were sort of flirting around with all mm. promotions in the last few weeks. Um, do you think Luton and Barnsley are the, are the two teams that you'd say are uh, deserving of all automatic promotion this season? Uh, I think, yeah, I just think, you know, they're probably the team that hasn't... I mean, Sunderland haven't had, let's say, a massive wobble, but they've drawn far too many games, so that's what's obviously cost them. Portsmouth's uh, costly thing that's cost them automatic promotion is the fact that they had that real bad wobble for two months at the start of the year. But Lewin and Barnsley, they didn't, to me, seem like they go through that sort of blip. Um, you know, obviously, they Lewin went the opposite way. They went 28 unbeaten, um, Obviously, losing Nathan Jones looked like it was going to be 
they were going to fall away, but Mick Harfridge has come in, steadied the ship and stuff. If anything, you could say Luton had their blip right at the start of the season. Yeah. They're a bit slow yeah, to find their feet right. in the league. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, could, yeah. you couldn't really say it's a blip, but they just took a while to really Yeah, get exactly. Going. And then, as you you know, you rightly pointed out earlier, when they did find their feet, you know, they, they really did... Um, uh, d- did really find their feet, really, you know, getting wins and starting to look the real deal and start looking like a team that was going to challenge not just for the top two but for the top six. And you know, going, on, going. On, I think you know, Luton do deserve it by the fact that they have been, you know, very consistent and you know they've they had the unbeaten run. And as as Broom says, the table doesn't lie. Um, I think with Barnsley, they they have probably been one of the best footballing teams that this division seen for a long, long time. They are this season. Um, they might not have the grit or the skill, uh, the grit or the determination that maybe Portsmouth do have, but what they do have is is, is footballing talent. They have got some very good players, very good young manager who's certainly proved a lot of people wrong coming from Germany. Um, so yeah, I, I think they both deserve it. Portsmouth are very, very unlucky. Um, Sunderland are as well. Going to go on 90 points potentially, not go up is 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 very uh, very unlucky. But I think both of them do deserve to go up. Yes. I think some of them are just too many draws, 19 draws. Um, Barnsley, I think you look at them and you think, well, they've had they've managed to retain a lot of their squad for the championship, um, which helped a lot. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit more about Luton because they haven't they didn't change their squad around too much from League Two. I think a lot of people thought there'd be would be a force this season in League One, but maybe an outsider for the playoffs. Certainly not sort of automatic promotion yeah. material. What yeah. do you think? Uh, what do you think has been the key ingredient for their success this season? Um, you know, with them obviously coming up from League Two last season. I think the foundations laid by Nathan Jones, I think that is ultimately how they've managed to properly step up to this division. And he, he's a very good coach as well as a manager. He knows he knows how to um, get the best out of his players. I can imagine him very, be very um, hands-on and personal. Like he'd want to like be like friendly. Like I think you want the players to see him as more of a friend as well as just as, um, mm-hmm. as a manager, so he's approachable. And whilst he did leave halfway through the season, he set up like the... The, the the base for what um for what Mick Harford's just picked on and carried on with you can't you can't discredit Mick Harford either to be fair he's um he came in in tough circumstances and the uh, in the way Jones just suddenly left because it wasn't like it was coming for a while Jones he just stoked sacked Rara and then like three or four days ban Nathan Jones has gone yeah. and then it, it he did he was called upon Mick Harford to try and steady the ship I don't think they planned to give it him to the end of the season at first I think they did want to. Just have him in for a couple of weeks and then probably get um, a permanent replacement in before that. But he was doing so well. I'd do, why would you like try and fix something that's not broken? Like he's getting the results, which he was doing. You might as well give him to the end of the season. And then the the, the why coming back to your original question, Joe, the players who I think have really um, stepped up and been in the division are obviously James Collins, Jack Stacey, James Justin. They were all in um, the FL. League One team of the season. I mean, I can't. Under, I know I say it a lot, but I don't think you can undermine Luton's fullbacks. I think they're the most important players in the team. They set up so many goals for Collins, and I think that's where most of their attacks usually come from. And they've got um, a good, a good blend of um, youth and experience in their team. There's Pally Pally Ruddock's been there since they're in the conference, which you've got to say that he must be stepping up to each level with Luton. And busy, I think he came from when he came from West Ham, he was like made his um, professional debut at Luton. I think was it. I believe so, yeah. And he's um he's just been more of a player who's just been like a constant throughout for them. And I think like he's the sort of player like you, he knows the club like he knows what is expected um by the club. So I think it's important to have um that that blend of youth and experience. And you got like the older players like Alan McCormack who had that injury last year in League Two and perhaps didn't feature as much as you'd have thought he would have done. 
but this year he's came in, sat in front of the back four, the bop, the base of the diamond, and he's just, just been exactly where you wanted him to be. Just that experienced midfielder, the calm head on the ball, breaking down play, switching out to the fullbacks, and I think that that blend of youth experience and then um, coaching from both Jones and Harford to improve the players has been why they've stepped up so easily, and why they're absolutely worthy of their finishing the top two. Mm-hmm. Well, huge congratulations to Luton and Barnsley on their promotion. Two teams you can't really begrudge promotion. Um, obviously, they've been excellent from uh, from the very start, and, and they are going to be in the championship next season. A team that maybe hasn't been so excellent this season, or at least uh, the club don't think so, is uh, Gillingham, uh, who decided to uh, sack Steve Lovell, uh, their manager, after just over a year in charge, I believe. Um, it was a rather surprising decision. Uh, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Are you at all surprised by that decision from, from Gillingham to sack Steve Lovell? Because I'm sure. The target at the start of the season for Gillingham yeah. was to just stay in the division. They've achieved that, um, they've achieved that relatively comfortably. Um, were you surprised to see them um, give level the boot? Yeah, I really was. Um, obviously, when you know, we obviously put out on Twitter that he'd gone and we wanted the fans' reaction. But you sort of gauge the fans' reactions and. You know they're happy to see the back of level. To be truthfully honest, you know they say his football's not great and um, it's been pretty poor and, and and things like that. But you know from from the outside, it's it's a very strange decision. Um, obviously, I think there must be bigger circumstances for his sacking. I think I don't think they would have sacked him, in my personal opinion, on the position they're in. I think they are where they are. I think they are not any higher. I don't think they're any lower. I think they're too good to go down, but they're not good enough to challenge anywhere else. Um, that's that's my personal opinion. So I think maybe there might be a bigger factor that's played it played to his departure. But I was very very surprised that uh, he, he was he was given the boot. In all honesty, I've I've got to be honest. But you know, seeing the Gillingham fans sort of seeing their reactions, they're they're quite happy to see the back of him. So I guess in in the in the club's eyes and the fans' eyes, that they're 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 delighted with it. Steve Evans is the early front runner for the job, uh, five to one on favourite. Sky Bet last time I uh, checked. Um, Brum, would you do you think that's a natural appointment for them to go in? Obviously, Steve Evans has been there, done it in League Two, League One. Um, obviously, a bit of a divisive figure within football, but do you think that think that'd be a good appointment at all, Brum? Um, to be honest, I'm genuinely not really sure, but I think you've got to just take into consideration next season. I mean, Eve, Tommy is their best player, probably off in the summer. But one thing you can always count on with Steve Evans is that he's going to sign players who are going to go out and just splash the cash, even if he can't necessarily afford to do that, just to try and make sure he can put his own stamp on the team. And whether Gillingham wants some, would whether someone like that would be successful, I really, really don't know. But with um, with, with Steve Evans, he, he has got promotions under his belt. Wherever he's been, he's generally like done very well and he's got... So I've so many promotions in the AFL. I mean, I go through them all. I think Lewis, the listeners, probably uh, um, conscious of what he's done. And he is the sort of manager which you think um, he he will give you success, but at what price? Like, will the football be a bit boring and stale? And then you, Matt was saying that when Lovell was sacked, there was criticisms of the style of football. And if you're going to appoint Steve Evans, I mean, what what would be the point of that? But how how far do you think Steve Evans could take them what Lovell couldn't have done? Because I think, as Matt rightly said, they're in the position they should be in. Go on. I think with with Evans as well, you look at the teams he's been at. He went at Crawley, they had a good amount of cash, lorry load of money. Rotherham, he had a good, good sizeable amount of money to bring players in. And Peterborough as well, you could say, and Mansfield. He goes, you know, he comes in at Gillingham, he can't expect to spend the cash because they're not one of the more well-off teams in the division. I think a lot of fans said that, how their budget's probably one of the worst in the division. Um, that's probably one of the reasons, you know, why Lovell, in, in some fans' eyes, harshly, he has been given the sack to some anyway. But 
you know, he's it's got to be he's got to really work his magic if he does if he does go in there because he won't have the money available to him as what he's had at previous clubs. But if you're um if you're sacking Lovell to try and like break away from maybe a bit of a boring play style, why do you go to another manager? No, I I, I completely do, do I completely agree. Thing? I completely agree. I mean, it's not like Lovell did a bad job, but I, I thought Gillingham could be one of those teams, but they were pretty much in the relegation scrap for most of the season. But they could easily be one of those teams to just slip into the bottom four and just. Go and get relegated to League Two, and but Lovell stopped that from happening. And I've, I just don't know how, how. But what are their aims? Like realistically, they're probably not going to challenge for the playoffs with the squad they've got. And if you're not get, if you're not in the relegation file, what else is there to do? Really, I think if you're sacking Lovell, you want to try and like, um, break away from his um, philosophies and ideas. And I think if you appoint Evans, you're just going back down the same road, and you might as well have just get um, Steve Lovell in the first place. Joe, in my opinion. Joe, do you, do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't mean to like take over anything, but do you think that they've maybe looked at Evans and think he's a bigger name? They're trying to get a bit more of a, a bit more known in the division. Do you think maybe that's something they could have thought about in sacking Lovell and getting Evans in because of, you know, his, his record with previous clubs? Do you reckon that's something maybe, or what? Like, that, you know, what do you think? Well, he's certainly big, isn't he? But um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I, I think with Steve Evans. He's a, one of those specialists in promotion. And I think with Gillingham, they've sort of been mid-table or down there at the bottom of the division for far too long. I think they're maybe, maybe they're just trying to uh, get somebody in who, as you say, is, is, can maybe lift them up towards um, more you know, more lofty heights in the division. I'm not sure. And I think it was certainly, wherever he's been, it's been met with a lot of um, split opinion in the fan base when he went to Mansfield, when he went to Peterborough. Certainly, I think more fans were, were probably unhappy with disappointment than happy. Um, but he did a relatively okay job at Peterborough. You know, they were in the playoffs when he, he left the club. Um, Mansfield, he, they were in the automatic promotion places when they left them. When he left Rotherham, they were um, obviously in the Championship after he got them promoted from um, League One. When he left Crawley, they were in the I think in the automatic promotion of League Two. You know, he's, he's always been at the top of the divisions, basically wherever he's been. Um, except for Leeds, which was a you know a really sort of impossible job. But anyway, he still did a good regime. job on Leeds, though. He steadied the ship. That wasn't an easy job to take on at the time. Yeah, yeah, he still it was, it was really his targets. Tough. It was a really tough regime to work under at the time. And you know, what you can argue to the cows get home about whether you like Stevens or not. I'm sure most people in football, if you ask them, say no, I can't stand it. But surely you can't argue that he's, he is a pretty good manager. Um, he's done well. He's proven himself at most of the clubs he's been at. Um, Gillingham's a slightly different role because I'm not sure, you know, you mentioned, I think, earlier, Brum, you know, uh, he has money, basically, where he's gone. I'm not sure he's going to have that money at Gillingham. Um, I can't imagine so, anyway, um, to go and do what he did at Peterborough in the last summer and just completely tear the squad apart, rebuild it, um, plow a load of money into that team. I can't see he's going to be able to do that. So um, it'll be interesting for him to go to, to a slightly different challenge and it'll be interesting for Gillingham to sort of go with a slightly different um, slightly different tact with the manager they're going with but it, it would be interesting and I think it's inevitable Steve Evans is going to get snapped up eventually um, it's just about who really because you know he's, he's proved himself yeah it's going to be unpopular with some fans but look he's he's proven and he's, he's a decent manager and uh, it's, eventually he's going to get snapped up it's just you know, maybe it's going to be Gillian who knows but um, moving on to of course um, this weekend um, which is going to be very interesting of course as we mentioned uh, the automatic promotion um, race is all um, sorted out. Luton and Barnsley are going up. They're still all to play for in the playoffs. Um, Doncaster Rovers and Peterborough United are still vying for that final playoff spot. Peterborough, of course, defeated uh, Portsmouth 3-2 on Tuesday away from home, which um, means they're still in the hunt for that sixth spot. Uh, Doncaster dropped points to Oxford. 
um, at the weekend. So they, of course, are not there yet. Um, Brum, um, who do you think is going to get that final playoff spot? I, I think it, both teams, but they've got um, pretty um, difficult, but at the same time an appealing final day fixture to have. I think they're but have both having home games is what um you'd want at this stage. Doncaster are home to Coventry, Peterborough are home to Burton. And then Don obviously Doncaster have got that one point advantage over Peterborough. And I think it might just come down to that, you know. I think um if um the the, the, the if um, Peterborough draw then uh, Doncaster are gonna get it no matter what because if they lose their goal difference is um better than Peterborough's. And I honestly don't think Peterborough are all that to be fair since um Darren Ferguson's come in. I just I think it's um just going back down the same old road. So I think you I always say you wanna try and like go have like fresh new ideas, not just do what you've done before. And Ferguson's not exactly set the division alight since he's been at Peterborough. So I do think it'll be Doncaster would get it. I think it is a bit. I'm not sure if Peterborough will beat um, Burton at home, and if they don't, they've not got a chance anyway. I, I, I think they might draw or even lose that game. So I think it will be Doncaster would get it, and I'm not even sure they're guaranteed to beat Coventry, to be fair, but I just don't think Peterborough are going to beat Burton. Mm, you mentioned that Fergie hasn't exactly set the division last season. He's come back for his third stint as Peterborough United manager, but they have still sort of always been uh, clinging on to the coattails of Doncaster, still in the hunt. Um, but you're right, they do have, both have tough fixtures, really, Doncaster against Coventry and, as you mentioned, Burton against Peterborough. Um, Matt, what, what do you think about this? Of course, I, I saw Doncaster last week and it seemed as if they were relatively average, except for two um, decent players in Malik Wilkes and John Marquis. Um, mm. Is that sort of what you're thinking um, with, with Doncaster as well? I think, for me, when I, you know, I saw uh, Rovers play Doncaster away and they, you know, they were far, far better than us and they, they they do move the ball very very well. Um, you know I think they were they were a very very good uh, passing team. I think you know they very much get the ball from the back and move it quite up quite quickly up the pitch. They do rely on Wilkes to be um, sort of the creator in chief if you like. Um, I think Peterborough perhaps maybe moved the ball at a bit more of a faster pace. What while they tried to anyway. Um, I think I do think Doncaster just going to sneak it. I think. Both obviously are at home. They've got two sides who are in the top half of the table. Coventry seem to love playing against these bigger sides. You know, they went away to Sunderland and scored five. Um, you know, they've they've picked up some decent. Obviously, they got a draw at Barnsley a few weeks ago as well. So that's not going to be easy. Um, and Burton Albion now away form has improved a lot um, since Christmas. So for Peterborough, that's going to be tough. But I, I just think they might sneak it. I don't know if. Both of them are going to win, truthfully. I think one of them might lose, but I think Doncaster will just sneak in there, maybe by, by what the same difference is of a point now, or they might just maybe go two points clear of, of Peterborough in the end in the race. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, I, I was sort of thinking with you that Doncaster are going to sneak in, but then I saw they were playing Coventry. I think that's a really tough fixture for them. Um, but then again, I think Peterborough against Burton, you know, it could be a situation where they both lose on the final day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that, wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but moving on to what's surely there's going to be some drama at the bottom end of the table. It's been crazy for most of the season. It's always been geared up for a for a, a very dramatic final day um, in terms of relegation in League One. Uh, Scunthorpe, Walsall, Plymouth, Southend, and Wimbledon all still could join Bradford City in League Two next season. 
Um, Matt, um, mm. there's so many permutations um, and, and, and possibilities um, on the final day with relegation. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's it's been so crazy this season in League One. It, uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd probably end up being wrong on the final day, but I'm going to try my best and give a good prediction. Um, I think... The game that's obviously going to stand out is Plymouth Scunthorpe, isn't it? I think they're both going to go for it. They have to win, really. A draw's not going to do any of them good because I think, I think if I'm right in saying that if they both draw, they're both down, or is what does does Plymouth stay up? Or if if it's a draw um, and Southend lose, Plymouth will stay up. Exactly. So you know, there's so many permutations. I think. Um, you look at Southend against Sunderland. I think that's mm. one they've got to be looking at. Going well, we can get a point or get three. Um, the way Sunderland are, they could be having a real sort of uh, morale sort of downer after losing to Fleetwood late on last night. Um, well, Tuesday. Well, so, so, so that. Well, they make changes. I was just saying that you know, for the playoffs ahead, they may make a few changes. Ex- maybe, ex- exactly. Eleven changes from the last game. Who knows? Yeah. So I think Southend could get something there. Walsall have obviously got Shrewsbury, so they need really to win whatever happens. I think that might be a bit. That might be a bridge too far for them. So, you know, I'll give a prediction. I think it will be Walsall. I think. Scunthorpe will go down. I think Plymouth will just pull out the bag. I really, really do. Uh, and I also believe that uh, Southend are going to go as well. Because I think Wimbledon will beat Bradford away. So Southend, Warsaw and Scunthorpe will be the three to go down alongside Bradford. Of course, one thing we haven't mentioned is Plymouth um, sacked Derek Adams after their 5-1 defeat to Accrington Stanley at the weekend. Um of course, it's a bit strange timing with one game to go, but do you think that from that's just, you know, one game to go, try and um, change something for the final game of the season, in which they definitely could get a result at Scunthorpe. Do you think that's the what, what that thinking behind that decision is? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, they, they've lost, must have all lost all faith in Adams whatsoever. Like they're on such a wretched run at the minute, the, the results aren't coming like, for their, their way at all. It seems like it just like after he's had a good four years there. To be fair, and he did did do a pretty good job. You got you got to yeah. say like getting promoted from League Two and then pushing for the playoffs in League One the following season. Like you can't really um, discredit him for that. But then this season, especially like the final third of the season, they've just been sliding down the table. There's one stage probably in about February. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be safe now. They had a decent little blip, but then they haven't not won many times since then. They've just been sliding down. And it's pretty clear that the Plymouth board have absolutely zero faith in Adams to get a result against Scunthorpe, which is why they pulled the trigger, just hoping that any change they can make will be able to keep their League One status. And whether they do beat Scunthorpe might even be irrelevant, to be fair. So if, they, if, they, if they do win and then Southend win, or, and Southend and Wimbledon win, then they're going to go down anyway. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a strange decision to make when the, their fate's not in their own hands. But if they had, they had to make it. If they think they had to make it to get have the best chance of staying up, then that's probably um, a fair thing to do. Because it, it seems like he'd have left, he'd have left um, Plymouth anyway at the end of the season. So what's what's the harm of fired and getting rid of him with one game to go if it thinks it's going to ultimately um, put them in a division higher than they would have been if it have kept stayed in for the last game. Mm. One thing I want to touch upon before we move on to the, uh, to the predictions is, uh, is Warsaw, because I think we were all expecting them to, to go down last week, weren't we? Mm. Um, but then they ma- amazingly pulled a 3-0 win 
out of the bag against uh, playoff chasing Peterborough. Matt, do you think the great escape could be on the cards for Warsaw? I know you just said they're going to go down, it's probably not, but um, it, you know, okay. that, it would be quite the escape, wouldn't it, for them to come out of you know, obviously losing to Accrington, only drawing to South End, then losing to Wickham. We love what we're dead and buried, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we've said about Rochdale and how we said that they look doomed and they've completely turned a corner. Same with Wimbledon, really. I did think that they would be. So, you know, there's, there is a there is something for them to do. I mean, they can do it. It's certainly not impossible. I think that they have to have a lot of teams doing them favours. Um, maybe, I think, if they sacked Dean Keats probably maybe two months before, perhaps they could have uh, been in a better position uh, with, with one game to go. Um, but they can do it. I just think probably a lot of people there, I think, what, is it, uh, I'm just getting the table up now. I think they're, you know, they're, they're, they're a they're few points. Point. Yeah, they're, well, one one. yeah they're, they're, they're one point. So they they could do it, but I don't think that they will. But, they, you know, they, they, it's certainly not impossible for them. Mm, but they're playing Shrewsbury on the last day where they have nothing to play for. Um, Broome, do you believe that Walsall might just get out of this? Obviously, it does depend on other results going in their favour. But, um, I mean, I, I think I fancy them to get a result with Shrewsbury. Do you? Um, well, Walsall and Shrewsbury are probably um, each other's biggest rivals in the division. They're, they don't like each other. So I think the Shrewsbury fans will be really up for sending Walsall down. Like, it's the sort of thing that if you send your rivals down, uh, you, you're going to love it, aren't you, really? So I think Ricketts will want to be able to try and keep the the home fans on his side as, for as long as possible by um, getting the players up for it and sending um, Walsall down. And I saw the graphic which... Um, this Walsall stats page released um, well, yeah. yesterday yeah. Yeah, with like, all the possibilities um, of Walsall staying up and going down. So if Walsall don't win, they're down anyway. So they, ha- they have to win, and I don't think they will win. So I, I, I would quite like them to stay up. I, I do. I don't mind Walsall. I think they're a nice little club, um, but I, I, I don't think they're gonna have enough to pull it out of the bag. To be honest, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. there'll probably be a one-all draw, uh, um, Shrewsbury, and then they're gonna get relegated. And I, th- I think it. All comes down to whether Plymouth can beat um, Scunthorpe, and if Southend can get something against um, Sunderland. I think they're the two teams which might change Plymouth and Southend. I can't see Scunthorpe winning it against Plymouth. I think it's either going to be it's going to be for me, in my opinion, Bradford, Scunthorpe, Walsall, and then one of Plymouth or Southend. Mm, mm, that's what I think as well. Obviously, let's move on now to the predictions. Obviously, you've just said there uh, Shrewsbury. You think it's going to be a one-one draw? That's one of the um, four games that I've picked out Shrewsbury Walsall. Um, Matt, what do you think? Where do you think this is going? Obviously, you said Walsall are going to go down. So, do you think that's going to be a defeat for them on the final day? No, I do believe they'll get something at Shrewsbury. Um, I don't think they'll win. I'm going to go with a draw. Um, I think they will score. Though, obviously, you know, it, it, both teams are going to be up for it. Broom just said they're not the best of friends, are they? They are, you know, rivals and 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 what have you. But you know, they, they'll be keen to send Shrewsbury down. They're going to be keen to try and stay up, you know, at the home of their rivals as 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 well. And you know, and play them next year. So. I could see them getting a point, and unfortunately, it's not going to be enough for them. But, yeah, definitely, they, I think they will get something at Shrewsbury. Uh, no doubt in my mind. Mm, yeah, I, I think they'll get something as well. I think, um, obviously, they need to win. Uh, Brum did make a good point that Shrewsbury are going to be desperate to, to, to send them down. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them win, um, actually, Warsaw by a goal to nil. But, of course, um, other results need to go in their favour. One of those results that do need to go in their favour... Um, uh, would be the uh, South End. They were playing Sunderland. It's going to be live on Sky, which um, has caused a bit of controversy. But um, 
Brunt, what do you think uh, of this one? Obviously, Sunderland, as I mentioned, might make changes with the playoffs on the horizon. Um, you know, there's no chance of them getting all fast promotion now. Southend obviously have everything to play for. How's this was going to go? Well, I, I, can, I can see Southend winning, to be honest. I think strange things do happen on the final day of seasons. And I think when I get like a team who are down there, usually get themselves up for it um, when they know they have to win. Their destiny's in their own hands. You have to win to secure survival. But Southend know if they win, they're safe. And I think that's going to be the motivation they need. And as um, I think you might have alluded to in last week's podcast, Kevin Bond's actually done a pretty good job since he's come in. He's managed to... Uh, Stop the rot of results, turn the tide a little bit, get their first win in 14 games or so, and um, yeah, I think I think they might um, they might beat Sunderland. They wouldn't surprise if Sunderland make changes. Whatever happens, they're probably going to end up with Charlton at the playoffs, which is is is, is, is that's a tough t- that's a tough test for them, but it's it's one they're probably going to end up um, having to face. And I'm going to say a two-nil victory to Southend when they play Sunderland Saturday. Mm. Obviously, we thought Southend might get out of it, but then they were struck with a, a poor result against Rochdale at the weekend, which dragged them back into it for this uh, this final day. Uh, Matt, how do you think this is going to go? I think they'll get something. Um, not sure about a win. I think what's going to play in Southend's hands is the fact that Sunderland have lost to Fleetwood, and I think a lot of those players in the Sunderland squad are going to feel quite low. You know, they they had a real good chance. To, to, to take it to the final day they blew it um, so they might just sort of have have the feeling of you know we don't really want to play this um, so I think Ross you know you, you alluded to it earlier I think Ross will make a few changes um, I, I think a draw for Southend I think 1-1 you know we know Sunderland you know love to draw games I think you know they've drawn 19 this season um, and when they seem to play these sort of lower end sides they seem to struggle more um, so I'm going to go as I said I'm going to go with a one all um, and it may and I, as I said I don't think it's going to be enough to keep them up so unfortunately they're going to get relegated getting a, getting a draw against getting, getting a draw I think against Sunderland yeah I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm agreeing with you on this one actually I think a draw as well I'm going to go for a for a nil nil draw um, the really enticing fixture from, from this weekend um, which could end up being almost a, a relegation playoff is Plymouth Argyle against Scunthorpe United. Um, Brum, this is this is a massive game of football, isn't it, for both teams? Um, a win for either side could um, take them outside of the um, of the bottom four. Both have been struggling desperately for results the past few weeks. How's things going, Brum? Well, I've been thinking since um, Plymouth got rid of Adams that, that I think they're obviously more likely now to get something than they would have been if they. Um, didn't have him, and it's not—it's not really entered my mind as a possibility that Scunthorpe could win it. And the more I've been thinking about it, I think that um, it would be—it would be a shock if Scunthorpe win. But it's sort of like a—it would be like one of those fairy tale great escape things if they did manage to pull out of the bagels. I think most people are assuming they're going to go down. I think they're writing them off, having to go down to Plymouth on the final day. They're in poor form. I think people are writing them off, and. I'm, I'm really, honestly, I really, really don't know about this game. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a draw, but I honestly would not be surprised if either team win it. I'm going to say 2-2, but I, I, it could honestly go either way. I mean, it sounds such like a wimpy prediction to just sit on the fence like that, but I really, really can't call it. Mm. Matt, I struggle to remember who you said that Plymouth Scunthorpe were going to go down. Who, who did you say again? Uh, I said Scunthorpe would, would go. So, so do you think um, Plymouth are going to pull out of the bag then on Saturday? I just got this 
gut feeling that they're going to win. I think sacking Adams is a lift, I think, for those players. For the fans, they're going to be in a joyous mood, aren't they? Because it was sour towards the end of Adams' reign. Mm, so I think they played a massive part in sacking him. You know, this is a game, this is a uh, World Cup final, FA Cup final, Champions yeah. League final, all rolled into one, isn't it? You don't want to you don't want to big it up, but, it, you know, it, the, the, the scale of the game is that big for both these teams. Um, that you wouldn't, to be honest, you wouldn't have expected these two sides to be in there come the last day of the season. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with a Plymouth win. I think 2-1. I think the, the crowd could play a massive part in it. They're both really um, out of sorts, out of form. But I think Plymouth are just going into the game with a slighter edge because they've sacked Adams and the fact that they are now probably on the lift because uh, you know, of his departure and the fans very much turning up with, with a lot of hope and a lot of optimism going into it. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 Plymouth win and, and for them to survive. Mm, I'm I'm so on the fence with this one. It's un- unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go for a one-one draw. Um, I think that, I mean I don't know what that's going to mean. I think I don't, I don't know. So many interpretations. <laughs> um, I'm ready to mash. But yeah, I'm going to go for a draw. Um, let's see what that happens. What it means for both teams. I think that'll really that'll really get some form when it's a draw. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I think it could mean Plymouth stay up, but. Um, they need to win, but I'm going to go for a draw. Um, I can't see either team winning a game of football at the moment, to be honest, the way they're playing. Um, the last game that I've picked out um, is going to be, of course, another one um, with relegation potentially. Uh, it's against it's already relegated Bradford City against nearly safe Wimbledon, but they're still they're still not safe yet. Um, uh, they obviously had a great win against Wigan Wanderers last week, um, which took them. They're so close to safety now. Um, a point um, on the last day will uh, will be enough, um, you would think. Um, Matt, how do you think this, this one's going to go on the final day? Do you, do you think uh, Wimbledon are going to finally complete that um, that great escape? Yeah, I do. I do. I think with Bradford, they've shown since getting relegated uh, a bit more fight. Um, they got a very good result against Scunthorpe um, at the at the weekend. I think they're just sort of, you know, trying to get a bit of form, aren't they, for next season? Bowie is probably drilled into these players, you know, you're playing for your future, so basically go out there, give me everything you've got. Mm-hmm. With Wimbledon, I think Wally Downs has made them, you know, yes, he's got them scoring goals, but he's made them a lot tighter at the back. That's that's something I think that they have had. They have had a quite a good defence this season. So I could see Wimbledon getting uh, a result. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win and them to complete the great escape. I think if they did do it, um, then then congratulations to them because, you know, they look, they look very much a team out of sorts when he came in and you know if, if they if they did do this then which I do think they will then, then fair play and hats off to Wally Downs mm, yeah I mean they're now in the position where they're one of the favourites to stay up um, there could be a little bit of complacency sneaking on the final day um, what do you think bro? I think they'll win I think they might win quite comfortably to be fair I think Brad, I think the Bradford players will know that not many of them are going to be playing for, for the club next season so I think they're just going to be not really putting all the fight and effort in they could do if they were in, for instance, if they were in Wimbledon's position. I think I'm going to go 3-0 Wimbledon. I think Wally Downs has done an exceptional job since he's come in. I saw something that said, for the, the if you did the League One table since today, Wally Downs was appointed that um, Wimbledon would be in the top half and that's quite clearly not relegation form wow. at all. And I think that's going to be what, um, I think he's going to cap off a great second half of the season for them and do it in some style, winning 3-0 at Bradford, and that'll be that'll um, help Bowyer make his mind up for quite a few of their players, whether to offer them new deals, release them, they've got such a big squad, and 
I think if you're going to have, I mean, this is a bit off topic now, but you're going to have anyone to sort out a massive squad for a rebuilding of a summer, I'd trust Gary Bowyer to do it mm. for Bradford. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, it's going to be a full house of uh, Wimbledon wins this one. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Wimbledon win. I think they're going to finally complete that great escape. And as you say, Wally Downs has done an exceptional job since he walked in. Walked in, um, not so much fanfare. I think a few raised eyebrows were, were, were met with his, his arrival at the club. But he's done a fantastic job, proved all the doubt is wrong, and I think Wimbledon will now stay up and be in League One next season. Uh, but that does wrap up this week's episode of the League One Lowdown podcast. Uh, my thanks, as ever, must go to my co-host, Matt Hals. Uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. Anytime, Joe. Uh, thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, and of course, Alex Brun as well. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's always nice to sit down and chat football with the boys. Excellent news. Sure to be a, a dramatic final day in League One. Um, you can, call, you can um, follow us on Twitter at L1Lowdown. I'm also available now on iTunes and Spotify, so you can find us on there. Um, uh, we'll see you again next week. This has been the League One Lowdown podcast. Uh, see you later.